And I've noticed even with the latest expose that some of us have been doing with the measles, mumps, rubella vaccines and the man behind it. I did that last week. Now they've launched a massive counter campaign claiming that there's massive outbreaks of measles, mumps and rubella in places like London. And I've just got to get every child vaccinated, not just once, but maybe two or more times. So we're in a war. It's a, an easily understood war. It's been going on a long, long time, perhaps even thousands of years, ever since the money came in. And with money, you can actually hire people to be an army and keep them there as an army. Without money, they'd all go home. Go home and play with their wives. This is a much more healthier thing to do. We'll be back with more after the following break. Because of two lesbians. They use, they use all these different groups, so they always think they're winning something. 
And this is mentioned by Pike. They're using nihilistic types and atheistic types to get their agendas through. So they take these groups that think they're winning something and they don't see the big picture because the boys at the top don't give a damn about them. They're using them because eventually the new types of humans will be bred in laboratories without need for male or even female down the road when they're their designer types. So all you're doing, all your little groups out there, is are putting the whole of humanity under, as you think, to getting brownie points. And you, you're proud to your little badges and your pins, etc. You're being used, absolutely used. And getting back to totalitarianism and how every agency was to become authority, a dictatorial authority, whatever happens in Britain comes across the pond very quickly. That's the technique and strategy because Britain is at the core of this, London is at the core of everything that's happening in the world. That's where the plan was revamped back in the 1500s. And here's an article from the Daily Mail. On the 17th of May, 2008, and I'll give you their headline. Their headlines are always misleading. Why do police now have to ask teenage muggers? Now, this is, that's the mugger part. You don't have to be a mugger to get asked this. Do you eat chips? That's a little fun pun, you see. By Eileen Fairweather. It says here, imagine a country where strangers have the right to ask intrusive questions and store the answers on a database. Where everyone from police officers to leisure center staff can demand, tell me who you feel close to. You will also have been trained to ask questions about sexual behavior, family life, religion, secret fears, weight, and sleeping arrangements at home. Incredibly, thousands of government and council apparatchiks in Britain became entitled on April the 1st to ask such questions of anyone under 19. Far too politically correct. Police officers say having to question youngsters about their diet is insane. This horrifying invasion of privacy has begun almost unnoticed because the government has cleverly presented it as being in the interests of child protection. See how they always use a front group, you see? And it's like charity. You can't attack charity to see all the massive corruption behind it. It's like attacking mum's apple pie. The new questionnaire known as the Common Assessment Framework is part of a £20 million program called Every Child Matters, ECM, ostensibly set up to ensure youngsters are safe and leading positive lives. I wonder who defines what a positive life is. Professionals such as police officers, teachers, and doctors. I didn't know cops are now professionals. And volunteers are now under orders to subject children to a questionnaire if they consider them at risk, a definition so broad that many decent parents would find themselves labeled as potential abusers. The questions don't need a parent's consent since any child over 12 is deemed responsible enough to grant permission for an interview. Any child not achieving the government's five outcomes, so you've got five outcomes now in Britain if you're a child, being healthy, as they inoculate you with all these poisons, staying safe, staying safe, well, you've got guys with machine guns in the streets now, these are the cops, enjoying life, enjoying life as to put them all in Prozac, making a positive contribution, in other words, being a good slave to the system, and achieving economic well-being. That's running after the carrot that you're never going to catch. It's now defined as having additional needs. How did this idiocy come about? Well, here we go. Margaret Hodge announced the ECM agenda in 2003, 
just after Tony Blair ignored his friends on savoury history as leader of Islington Council during one of Britain's worst a child abuse scandals and to widespread protest made her children's minister. He made her the children's minister. Hodge claimed the ECM was justified in the case of an eight-year-old Victoria Climby who was abused and murdered by her guardians. As a reporter who exposed pedophile rings in Islington's children's homes, which is rife, it's not just there, I'm telling you, all these children's homes are rife uh, with uh, pedophilia. Believe you me, they employ them. In fact, they gravitate there. That's where their target is. They want to get jobs there where your target is. And later, the blaming in neighborhood Harringley of innocent social worker Victoria's death, I was mystified. Anyway, so on April Fool's Day, the very effective child protection register was abolished. In its paternal zeal, however, New Labour replaced the register with an integrated children's system. The integrated children's system isn't fit for purpose, and many authorities are dragging their feet about implementing it because it's worrying the hell out of them, said Terry Tauti, Director of Action on Rights for Children. One police officer who attended a CEF course told me that many of his colleagues are so reluctant to interview teenage criminals about their emotional needs, their sex lives, and their diets that they avoid calling calls involving them. We're cops, not social workers, he said. It's insane. The 46th government guide using the CEF in practice suggests practitioners ask questions such as, do you feel you're lightweight for your height? Imagine asking any child what they think of themselves. That's when you're gangly legs, you know, you're skinny, gangly, awkward. No one likes you yourself, but you can ask you all this stuff. Of course, what you give them the wrong answers and say, well, I'm a bit I'm a bit, uh, I don't feel too good about myself. They'll send you off for therapy. My police force told me this could lead to a valuable discussion about why young people should not eat chips. Oh, God. Uh, he and his colleagues have renamed the agenda Every Fat Kid Matters. Can you believe that? So this is the farce that's going on as they get into your lives and into your data. And, and Britain and everywhere else have just announced, too, by the way, at this weekend... Uh, that they now have uh, given themselves permission to record all phone calls, all faxes, all emails, all data, and keep it for as long as they wish, years, forever. Every single call, everything that you say, everything that happens is being watched and monitored. Because, see, we're the terrorists. Do you get that point that we, we the people, are the terrorists? Because... They know what they're bringing down on us, this new world order. We must tear out the state in a system, a new system that's to emerge after the chaos. And they know there's going to be a lot of people complaining about starving and not having food or water or gasoline and so on. This is a 30-year agenda, remember. I read the Department of Defense's projection for the next 30 years. Gradually, riots will start off and they'll become the norm for 30 years, and you have these cop battalions fighting the general public as they riot, you see? So, we're well on a roll, well on a roll into hell. Hell is manifesting on Earth under a guise of bureaucracy and government and saving us all from ourselves. We're just too stupid to understand we need expert planners to guide us from birth, cradle to grave. If we accept that, we'll get little gold stars and maybe a ration card one day. Yep. Isn't that nice? This is-
is even worse than that, because I've been telling people that the Internet was given to the public for reasons the public, as always, would never suspect, because we take what we're given and we run with it and we play. We play ourselves to the hilt. The Internet was run and used by the military-industrial complex all throughout the Cold War. When they discussed giving this to the public, it was not because they liked the public. It was to make data collection more easy and to make the Internet eventually invaluable to the people who do all their banking, all their writing, all their bills, everything on the Internet. And therefore, one single world agency would have the ability to gather all data on everyone and monitor you daily. That's why they gave it to us. And I've got a lot to say about this after the following messages.
Lotus had built an NSA help information trapdoor into its note system, and that security functions on other software systems had been deliberately crippled. The first discovery of the new NSA access system was made two years ago by British researcher Dr. Nicol Van Summeren, but it was only after a few weeks when a second researcher rediscovered the access system. With it, he found the evidence linking it to the NSA. Computer security specialists have been aware for two years that unusual features are contained inside a standard Windows software driver used for security and encryption functions. The driver, called ADVAPI.dll, enables and controls a range of security functions. If you use Windows, you will find it in the C colon Windows system directory of your computer. ADVAPI.dll works closely with Microsoft Internet Explorer, but will only run cryptographic functions that the U.S. government allows Microsoft to export. That information is bad enough. News from a European point of view. Now it turns out that ADVAPI will run special programs inserted and controlled by NSA. As yet, no one knows what these programs are or what they do. Dr. Nicol Van Sommeren reported at last year's Crypto 98 conference that he had disassembled the ADVAPI driver. He found it contained two different keys. One was used by Microsoft to control the cryptographic functions enabled in, in Windows in compliance with U.S. export regulations, but the reasons for building it in a second key and who owned it remained a mystery. Two weeks ago, a U.S. security company came up with the conclusive evidence that the second key belongs to the NSA. Like Dr. Van Summeren, Andrew Fernandez, chief scientist and kryptonin of Morrisville, North Carolina, had been probing the presence and significance of the two keys. Then he checked the latest service pack released for Windows TNT4, NT4 Service Pack 5. He found that Microsoft's developers had failed to remove or strip the debugging symbols used to test the software before they released it. Inside the code were the labels of the two keys. One was called key, the other was called N-S-A-K-E-Y, which is an anagram for snaky. Fernandez reported his rediscovery of the two CAPI keys and their secret meaning to advances in cryptology, Crypto 99 conference held in Santa Barbara. According to those present at the conference, Windows developers attending the conference did not deny that the NSA key was built into their software, but they refused to talk about what the key did or why it had been put there without the user's knowledge. Now the third key, but according to two witnesses attending the conference, even Microsoft's top crypto programmers were astonished to learn that the version of ADVAPI.dll shipping with Windows 2000 contained not two, but three keys. Brian Lamasia, head of CAPI development at Microsoft, was stunned to learn of these discoveries by outsiders. The latest discovery by Dr. Van Summeren is based on advanced search methods which test and report on the entropy of programming codes. And I'll go on with a bit more after the messages, then I will go to the phone. See you in a few minutes. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 
folks, I'm Alan Watt, and here we are cutting through this amazing matrix to see how they've pulled the world over your eyes. And just to finish off a little bit, this article, which is very important, it says researchers are divided about whether the NSA key could be intended to let U.S. government users of Windows run classified crypto systems on their machines, or whether it is intended to open up anyone's and everyone's Windows computer to intelligence-gathering techniques deployed by NSA's burgeoning core of information warriors. And I talked about that last week, these massive cores they've got of cyber warriors, are calling them. According to Fernandez of Kryptonym, the result of having the secret key inside your Windows operating system is that it is tremendously easier for the NSA to load unauthorized security services on all copies of Microsoft Windows, and once those security services are loaded, they can effectively compromise your entire operating system. The NSA key is contained inside all versions of Windows from Windows 95 OSR2 onwards. So, there you go. There you go. Once more. There's more evidence that you're in a totalitarian system. Very clever one, because they do it all by stealth. They don't tell you. They go ahead and do it, you see. They go ahead and do it. And they never intended you to have free speech as you prattle on the Internet with all the different stuff that we generally take from them to prattle about. This is just a temporary phase to get you all hooked on it, because it's so essential as you used to say years ago, Satan couldn't bring this off, you see, without the computer. Now, I'll go to the phone now, and we've got uh, John from Florida on the line. Are you there, John? Uh, yes, Alan, I'm here. How are you doing? Not so bad. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I heard you talking about um, psychopaths, totalitarianism, and how we are on a road to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, I know of this psychopath. And I would add cretin at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know him, but this yeah. cretin likes to fly around on Air Force One. Mm-hmm. And last week, he decided to pay a visit to his buddies over there in apartheid Israel. Mm-hmm. And um, while he was delivering his speech to the Israeli Neset, inadvertently, a couple of words and phrases slipped out of his big mouth, namely Nazi appeasement, Hitler, and the Holocaust. When all of a sudden he remembered a song and a bedtime story his daddy used to recite to him in order to put him to bed. And the name of the song was, If you live in a glass house, don't throw stones. And the name of the bedtime story was Old Grandpa Prescott. His hands are tainted with Jewish blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to. I know. Mm-hmm. I have to agree with um, Professor Filkenstein, who, on an interview a couple of days ago, on a UK channel, asserted that. Um, the only reasons the neocons, the Zionists, the APAC lobby, the ADL make mention of the Holocaust is to perpetrate their wars of aggression. Yeah, well, there's no doubt about it. Uh, under any horror of the past, you can create a new horror of the future as long as you keep it altering the perspective. I don't care 
what kind of goon is dressed up in a uniform killing someone who's defenseless or putting them behind barbed wire Nazism doesn't have to be confined to, to one country or one people the, the acts are the same when you see people getting put behind barbed wire by people who were once victims supposedly it makes no difference you, can, you see this is, the, this is the name of the game people can't see what's actually really happening it doesn't matter if, if a guy who's Chinese punches you in the mouth or a guy who's white punches you in the mouth they both punch you in the mouth the act is the same so people who are persecuting other people by using barbed wire and uh, when you see children throwing t stones at tanks you know you've got a problem in that country whether it's Northern Ireland or it's, it's in Palestine it's the same thing right well, um, it seems to me that from now on, any time he decides to go flying around on Air Force One, we're going to have to send Keith Oberman with him in order that Keith tells him to shut up his big mouth, you know? Um, I don't yeah. know if you saw the latest commentary by Keith Oberman from MSNBC, but if you haven't, I would suggest you take a look at it, you know? I will do. Um, yeah. And um, are you going to post that article on the... The, the last article you just read about the... Yes, I, yeah, I, I will do, yeah. Yep. Okay, I just yep. wanted to um, let you know also that Microsoft just released Service Pack 3 for XP Professional, so don't be too hastily to download it. That's right, yep, I know. I'm sure the NSA fingerprints are all over that piece of... Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. All right, my brother. Thanks for calling. Thank you for taking my call. Bye now. Another interesting thing is when these big wigs travel and their jets all over the world, you don't they take their own blood supply with them. They actually take blood, you have it drawn off every so often because they will not take anyone else's blood because everyone else is contaminated with inoculations that they all get. The elite don't get these inoculations, you know. Yeah, they carry their own blood around with them. Amazing, yeah. Now we're going to go to uh, Sean in Utah. Are you there, Sean? Oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, thanks go ahead. for taking my call. Uh, I just wanted to thank you for uh, your books. Uh, it's very informative. I encourage anybody to check them out, order them. Um, I just had a quick question about uh, the food shortage. Uh, what do you think about this, this whole new uh, propaganda, I guess, on the mainstream media mm -hmm. about the food shortage. Well, I've got articles from the United Nations. And the United Nations talked about food eventually to be used as a weapon. And the whole idea when they set up the, the UN Department of Agriculture was the United Nations, when it becomes the de facto world government, they will be responsible for shipping all food across the world. And you'll get a quota. Every country will get a quota given to it. And if you don't keep your population down under a certain figure, that's your tough cheese because they aren't going to give you any extra food. And you know this quota is going to drop and drop every 10, 20 years. And you'll still have to try and comply. So you've five big agri-food businesses that for maybe 50 years, with the help of government, because all things are corporate welfare today, we create these corporations. Many of them are CIA fronts, but legitimate companies. Five companies own the food supply of the world, basically, and they have been taking down 
the production levels of the world. They're putting all the small farmers out of business across the planet. Thousands went under in India just over the last two years. And in came Rothschilds and a big enterprise and bought them all up for peanuts. And in comes the bioengineer GMO food. So this is a planned part of war. Food has always been used in every major war, remember, uh, since the early ancient times. Uh, you always control the food supply and you starve the people into compliance. So I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, just, I was just amazed at the, just the blaming it on the weather, you know, and just all this. Which they control, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I just had one off-topic. Uh, the band in the sev- uh, 70s, the Trog, I, I heard you mention they had an interesting song, but I didn't get the name of the song. Uh, I think it was the, um, what was it, Eva Destruction, or it was one of those ones, but the Trogs were from, from the Troglodytes, you know, the cave dwellers, the ancient cave dwellers. Yeah, I heard you mention on the I Am the Future, and I was pretty interested. I was like, oh, i got to check out that song, you know. Well, mm-hmm. thanks a lot. Well, thanks for calling. Yeah, it, it's interesting how things are thrown in our faces, and, and the public don't, well, they don't think, because they've been trained not to think. And isn't it awful that the elite themselves knew 25, 30 years ago they would need a generation trained and debased to be these new black-clad ninja warrior types, the kind that you see in the Star Wars movies, the faceless type dressed in armor, just numbers. And the debased society, sure enough, they gave them the worst music they've ever had, the most morals, the state gave them their morals, and much music television was given the main uh, charge to do that. And the society was broken up, all religion was tossed out the window, and came moral relativity, and winners and losers and that's all the children see they want to be on the winning team the winning gang and they want to wear the black outfits and kick people around and have the big guns that's what they did deliberately it was quite a I knew it when it was happening I saw it coming and I says there's going to be trouble around this period when these guys are the age to put these uniforms on because they've bred them this, this moron mentality and here you have in, it's, it's actually called votenewyork.com VoteNewYork.com, May 20th, 2008. Militarized police celebrate killing Americans. And they show you one of these armored personnel carriers. That they have. They all have these. In the U.S., it's incredible. They, they don't have an army with half-tracks, ta- uh, vehicles, and full-track vehicles. Armored personnel carriers, they're armored. And they storm people with this in houses with these things, and they put flamethrowers and everything, and machine guns. It's a little immature boy's toy, you know, it's a great big Christmas toy. And they've all got these things, including Cobra helicopters and everything. And uh, this is the sort of thing they used when they were in to take the children off uh, that, that polygamous group or a polygamy in a day where they got licensed even Canada swingers clubs you can go in with as many wives as you want and have a uh, well I want to see a gay old time maybe that too but anything goes and here they go after them for polygamy that's not the reason they're after these children because they're getting homeschooled and getting taught a different set of values that wasn't the authorized expert values that everybody must get today And I'll continue this particular article. A former U.S. Army tank driver asserts that two figures depicted on the side of an APC SWAT tank 
that was usually used to protect cops from the deadly threat of women and children during the raid of a West Texas polygamist retreat actually represents the amount of people killed by police. Gary Roberts, a veteran army tank driver in the 80s, relates to us the fact that the two figures etched onto the side of the U.S. M1133 armored personnel carrier denotes kills as in how many people the SWAT unit has killed. The other image appears to depict a vehicle, according to Roberts. Now, that's what they used to do during wars, right up to the Vietnam War. They put these little, draw these little kills along the side of the cockpit. Now they're doing it. Now the police are doing it. You're militarized. The police, they are military. Let's say it as it is, they are military. Roberts appeared on the Alex Jones show today to confirm the fact that Midland County Police are apparently so proud of the people they have murdered they feel the need to emblazon it on the side of their souped-up tank. Amazing, isn't it? Or is it really? Writing about how many victims a militarized police unit has claimed sounds like a story out of Maoist China or a communist dictatorship like Zimbabwe, but it's happening right here in America. As the Associated Press reported at the time, police wore body armor, sported automatic weapons, and were backed by an armored personnel carrier for a raid on a West Texas polygamist retreat. I, I can't get a key call it West Texas polygamist retreat. It's an awful, awful thing. <laughs> Amazing. In this day and age, where anything goes. Eh? Uh, a sect member whose wife shot the video said sect members got the impression that state officials were doing something more than they said they were going to do. The man declined to give his name for fear that speaking out would cause problems for his children who were in a state custody, according to the reports. And we saw that with Waco. With Waco when they brought tanks in as well and they burned all these men, women and children into ashes. And America was having a circus. Near, near that big farmhouse, that's what it was, they call it a compound, when they come after you, it suddenly gets called a compound. The, uh, they, were, they were selling t-shirts and everything, like a circus, bizarre circus, as all these people were being slaughtered. Amazing. America, America, what has happened to the... Now I think we've got Harley from Michigan on the line, are you there, Harley? Yes, good evening, Alan. How are you this evening? Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, listen, real quick, and I'm going to make my point real brief. Um, talking about the food shortage, um, uh, and you can take this off the air, wasn't that uh, mentioned in the uh, Agenda 21 about how they that s certain countries can only supply, uh, you can have X amount of food or something like that, or if you overpopulate that we will take the food away from you. Um, I'll, I'll take your uh, answer off the air. Alan, have a good night. Okay. Yeah, it, it was mentioned in Agenda 21. That's the United Nations agenda for the 21st century with habitat areas which are just overcrowded cities, but other high-tech habitat areas with spacious houses and spaced away from each other, which the higher-level bureaucrats will occupy, very high-tech and all that. For the rest of the public, you'll be crowded into the existing super cities. Another idea that the U.S. came, up, uh, that the UN came up with, they would create super cities, and you'd all get crowded in like ants on top of each other, uh, much like soil and green. But the food was to be a big part of it for sure. And I do have other articles from the United Nations on this topic, and maybe I'll read it on Friday, because they mean business. I can see the day coming because it's a war. A war has been declared. You see. And we better take these guys seriously. And during wars, you have 
people in transit you have you, you have fugitives and, and you also have refugees and uh, they want people moving en masse into cities with gasoline shortages, food shortages, etc. And you'll see ration cars come down the pike. Uh, people like Rumsfeld and Cheney and all these guys, they wanted a full-scale type world war where all of these techniques that's always used are in full force. Because as you get a ration card and as you, you start to cut down and cut back and everything, you'll find that a strange psychology kicks in on the masses and they're much more easily led and they adapt to it very quickly, very, very quickly. So, so yeah, the United Nations is to be the big stick. Eventually, when they, they, they give out your portion of food to a nation and then it'll be those inside your nation who decide who will eat and who will not. If there's too many, X amount will have to simply be eliminated and it's up to you how you do it you see this is our great wonderful sci-fi world as they're creating new types of humans right now human animals the past law in Britain we can make them now the Vatican's already said any animal with human genes that will have the same rights as a human which is exactly what they want at the top Plato talked about this the creation of, of different kinds of humans 2,300 years ago especially made for their special tasks and it's coming and people are playing they're playing and talking about Paris Hilton and people's little sexy affairs not much hope for the masses is there but it's not about the masses is it back with more after this break Hi folks, I am Alan Watt and we're cutting through the matrix in the last few minutes here and just before I take the last caller people should look into a site and I'll, I'll say it and spell it it's uruknet.info that's U-R-U-K-N-E-T U-R-U-K-N-E-T dot info and you want the 21st of May 2008 and there's an article there by Anthony Charles Linton and if you scroll down on the site you'll see what they're doing in Iraq you'll see the photographs of people and young men and boys who obviously have been hit with massive bursts of microwave radiation they're using microwave ray guns really the old ray gun idea they actually got them of course and they're using them in these countries and you'll see the burns on these people they can only come from microwave it's uh, it's quite amazing um, what they're throwing at these people they hate them you see they hate the last standout uh, people who have a religion family life a culture and all the rest of it that has to be abolished and so they're using all of this grotesque weaponry uh, against them well worth looking into and if you're terrified of looking into an Arab site, which the NSA will know about, then tough luck, you're already gone. They'll know your thoughts anyway. Maybe the fact you thought about it would be bad enough. And I'm going to the last caller now, and that's Richard from Alabama. Are you there, Richard? Yeah. yeah. There's some serious uh, digital distortion of your voice, both on the K-band and on the telephone. There is, eh? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, that means I'll be up all night trying to rectify it because I, I, I actually take, take, yeah I use an old tape here and I can actually try and clean it up it's not my end that's doing it you know. 
I don't know. I don't know the cause. I know where I get this. I'll be up till four in the morning fixing it, trying to clean it up. But, uh, yeah, as I say, it's not this end at all, and this has happened before a few times on the on this station, in fact. So I, I am sorry, sorry about that. There's nothing, as I say, I can actually do about it. Well, it's not your fault. Yeah, but it, it wastes so much time. I don't have time to, to set up. I'm already uploading till 2, 3 in the morning every night, and this just adds another 2 or 3 hours on to it, you know. I just wanted to call your attention to something. I've noticed yeah. that when they do these atrocities against children, like it, like you mentioned at Waco and El Dorado, they're careful to always avoid blacks. Mm -hmm. And they're not. I noticed the CPS is not stealing black children, but they're stealing mm -hmm. white children. Yeah. Uh, they will accept black children, and they are accepting a lot of them. They're just giving away, but they steal white children. Well, they steal them, there's no doubt, yeah. And there's a pattern where they, where they very carefully avoid disturbing the Africans and the Mexicans. Yeah, but, the, but when the time is right, yeah, when the time is right, they will do it then. Uh, they, they don't like to, it's not time right away now, it's not time to, to get everybody fighting them, so they're being very selective. And, and actually, actually, the white folk are the most placid. We're the most passive. We're, we've been domesticated beyond anyone else, and they know this, you see. They know this. Well, they, they know begin this. to provoke the blacks. We will be yeah. below 50%. And therefore, mm -hmm. we will never be able to overcome a, you know, a Mexican and African revolution. It, it doesn't really matter if we if we don't. We, we've got to stop thinking of revolutions because we, we have one enemy, and it's the guys that are bringing all of this about to the top. But that's it for tonight. And from Hamish, myself, and Ontario, Canada, it's good night, and may your God or your gods go with you.